Cast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. And welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, It becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Victoria Gallagher, the Law of Attraction hypnotist. Victoria is a worldwide leader in hypnotherapy, a best-selling author, international speaker, life success coach, and renowned authority on the Law of Attraction. She has dedicated her life to empowering people all over the world to successfully live a life of liberty aligned with their dream through their effective meditative recordings and online courses. As a tireless personal growth enthusiast herself, Victoria hosts the popular Law of Attraction show, The Power of Your Mind podcast featuring industry experts. The Power of Your Mind is a self-help podcast helping listeners unleash the power of their mind. Victoria shares over 20 years of wisdom and techniques in hypnotherapy, law of attraction, visualization, NLP, meditation, personal growth, positive affirmations, and other effective methods to help listeners tap into the great power which resides in their mind and become the best versions of themselves. It's a great pleasure. I welcome Victoria to the show. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Thank you for having me, Jason. That is a wonderful introduction, <laughs> and it's <laughs> so great to, to, to meet you. I hope all is going well in your world. I love the idea of having you on the show, and I'm going to tell you why. The law of attraction hypnotherapist. The law of attraction appeals to me. Hypnotherapy, meditative practices appeal to me. And and, and so the idea of bringing you on and that you have this unique perspective, I really wanted to get that point of view today to our audience. So that's why I'm happy about having you on. Thank you. Thank you. And how did you get to become 
a law of attraction hypnotherapist? Yeah, that's a really good question. It kind of depends on where you start in the story. I mean, we could start all the way from childhood, but more practically speaking, I became a hypnotherapist out of reading a lot of books, going to a personal development seminar back in about 1998 that totally changed my perspective on everything, everything that I was doing at the time to make money, to become happy. All those things were not making me very happy. And so I turned to personal growth. And in these personal growth seminars, we did some really bizarre things. And the theme of the seminar ultimately was, you know, it, it came a lot from like the think and grow rich materials. And they had a big banner in the front of the room to think is to create. And so I really got exposed to this material back then to think is to create. I started reading Shakti Gawain's creative visualization. I started listening to Deepak Chopra and magical mind, magical body. And I really tapped into how our thoughts create our reality. And to be perfectly honest, when, so I fast forward, you know, I started trying to get a lot of people to come to the seminar, like come. (laughs) And most people thought it was like very culty. They, you know, (laughs) it was four, four days and, you know, you come out and you're happy and like, (laughs) what did you drink the Kool-Aid? And, and, and so I couldn't really very easily get people to come and experience this in the massive quantities of people that I wanted to reach this material. And I'm just like, well, screw it. I'm just going to bring the seminar to them. And so one at a time, I just decided that I was going to make these visualization because most of the work we were doing, there was like meditative, closed eye techniques, visualizations, things like that. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to make these visualizations and I'm going to create a website and I'm going to, I'm going to sell these visualizations on, on a website. So I kind of started a little pursuit of like, well, how do I get the credentials and the qualifications? Like, how do I even know if these things are even going to work or be effective or not harmful to people? Well, at that time, like not a lot of people were doing that. The internet was still kind of brand new and people thought, you know, making money on the internet, like that's not even a real thing. And I'm, I'm like, well, I, I'm going to prove that, that I can do this. So I, came across after lots of research on what do I want to do? I came across a, uh, a hypnotherapy training school and that's exactly what I need. Like that is, that's the exact thing that I, I like, why didn't I, you know, it was just one of those aha moments. Like, why didn't I come up with this? Like, what kind of so thing, long? Right? like in a grand really, Yeah. I was like, of course. And so I, got certified and, and I just took one step at a time and I started to open up an office. And I, as I was getting my business license, my branch manager, where I was a stockbroker found out what I was doing and he gave me an ultimatum and he said, you've got 30 days to figure it out. And did you a favor? (laughs) He did. You know what? He, he absolutely did. Cause honestly, if I had it to do all over again, I don't know. I mean, like if knowing what I decisions. know now, 
you made I would, the right I decisions. Done it. That's what I get. Yes. You made the right decisions, and everything you made as a decision is always going to wind up being beneficial to you in the end when you see the big picture of what you're doing. Absolutely. That's when Absolutely. you see that point. But until then, you kind of get the uncertainty now and then. It flows. Even though you can be successful at everything else, it's the, uh, the details in your mind that you focus on that you need to be successful within about. And I'm being told to tell you, don't frustrate yourself with that because you're going to have success. You just have a little delay, but not bad. Yeah. A couple months. Yeah. I get like three yeah. months delay of what your expectations are with certain things that you're working on right now. Okay. <laughs> I like one. that. Okay. That's, that's good. (laughs) So that's, that's how I started creating these recordings and the way that I got so much of my information really intertwined into hypnosis. You know, I really didn't even realize what I was doing, but I was using a lot of law of attraction and manifesting techniques right inside of my hypnosis, which traditional hypnotists don't even really think about it from the the way that I just, my perspective on it was really different because of the way that I got into it. So once the secret came out, then I felt like I was really able to talk about what I was doing. Cause in a way it was like my dirty little secret. It made it more mainstream at that point. I would say with the secret, it, it started making people understand the concept of the law of attraction from a a larger umbrella that people could connect to because they have this thing out there that they could watch and talk about and read. Exactly. They really did such a favor to my business because I had already had so many different programs out there about positive vibration and people will be listening to us talk about these things. And unless they practice it, it seems foreign to them, but I'm going to say it's not that far and it's not that hard once you learn how to do this, because I kind of stumbled on it. And then I had people help me learn how to do it. And I have a manifestation board in my room. It's my window on my world for my own reality. The things I want to put ahead, I write down on that board and they always seem to come in the order I write them because I, every morning I get up, I look at it. It's in my head. I meditate on it. I work from home. So I always walk past it because I have parrots in my room. So I always go check on them and I yeah. see my board. So my manifestation is stronger. Yeah. So I'm able to do enough manifestation right now where I'm maximizing that plus manifestation candles. So I, right. I, I utilize that for my own personal benefit to help, I guess, I think it guides your, your thoughts is what it does, right? I think it does too. I used to get those back when I lived in California, even before I was part of this world, you know, I was always into self-help and I would go into these little kind of occult stores and new age stores and things like that. And they would have all of the candles for love and candles for health and can the little money candle, the green money yeah. candle. <laughs> I was doing all of that manifesting stuff way, way, way back before that. Yeah. Right. Without realizing that you were doing it, you were doing it more prevalently in your life than you realize. And then it's when you get awoke to it or you're aware of it, then it becomes yeah. even more powerful, but it can also it be, a challenge. it could be a challenge because if you have negative thoughts, you can manifest negative circumstance. So I always correct negative thoughts in my head right away. I try. Instead of saying, if I say, when I, <laughs> I did that with a, with a guest the other day, I wasn't trying to sound like, I was like, you mean when? when you do this, I I think that's the best approach, like on how you train your mind to exercise more laws of attraction. Do you, do you agree with that? Absolutely. I am. I'm a word geek when it comes to law of attraction, it it changing the words. And I, I'm, 
kind of called myself a word Nazi the other, the other day. I really am, though, when it comes to I listen to people's vocabulary and, you know, so. Yeah. So, so many times, you know, people will say, you know, that they don't do this anymore. Or they, they won't, they shouldn't, you know, all of these, but the subconscious mind doesn't know how to negate anything. So it still brings up the idea of whatever it is that, you know, like I'm quitting smoking. Well, so many times when people try to quit smoking, first of all, they try, I'm trying to quit smoking. <laughs> I mean, it's probably one of the as they're they're lighting up. (laughs) (laughs) And first of all, you just need to actually get rid of the word smoking all the all together because quitting doesn't really mean anything to the subconscious mind. As long as you're saying the word smoking or losing weight, something that you lose, people tend to find again. And so all of these words easily, easily. All these words really, they really do mean something to, well, they, you know, they mean what we make them mean. So we bring the meaning to those words, but it's so important how we speak to ourselves. I'm going to say this as we're doing our interview, I'm just loving the topic more and more because this is like my favorite topic, manifestation, law of attraction, being positive, having the right approach. Like, I think that this is like, it's not rocket science to, to start to try to train your mind to think differently, right? Or how you conceptualize the world around you, your circumstances. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. I have a lot of friends and people I run into. Oh my God, I just turned 40. I'm single. I'm so depressed. I am in such a horrible state of affairs. And you know, I say like, so what? You're on page 40 of your book. Why does it matter what page you're on where you, are, where you find love? Love is that thing that's supposed to be eternal. If you're going to do it right, don't let age be the uh, impediment to that. I feel like it could become an impediment because if you're forcing yourself to try to find love at 40, you may find the wrong person. And there's your law of attraction going in the wrong direction. It's like, I mean, how do you work with people when they have their own struggles that they can't manifest what they want and they seem to make it sound like it's impossible? They can't do it. They have angst. Like they run away from it. What do you Yeah, you. So I really listen to what they're telling themselves because usually it has to do with the the words and they're very unconscious or very unaware. And I don't mean that they're just not conscious to, they have blind spots. You know, we all have blind spots. And so I shine a light on those uh, ways that they're speaking to themselves. So I give them about five or 10 minutes. I'm like, well, tell me, it's so much easier for people to complain. I'll say, well, just, you know what, just, just lay it out on me. Just complain and tell me everything that's going wrong in this area of your life. And so I'll just write down everything that they tell me, all the excuses, all the reasons why they can't have what they want. Right. And that right there, they wouldn't say it if they weren't thinking it. They wouldn't tell me this if they weren't thinking that. And it's so, so easy to complain. And so then what we'll do is now I have... I have a whole bunch of stuff to work with. Now I know exactly what they've been thinking. And, and I pointed out to him, it's like, well, you know, when you say there's no good people left in the world, guess what the universe says? Let's make it even harder to find the love of your life. Or if you say I'm getting so old, time is running out. 
well, the universe here is okay. Let's make you have even less time. Let's make you feel older. And it just magnifies anything that you, yeah. And so when I point out like, this is, this is what you're requesting the universe do every time you think this, whether you say it out loud, whether you're writing it down, whether you're telling somebody else about it, you're requesting more of the same. So you might as well start to talk about what is it that I prefer instead? So we'll take each one of those complaints and I'll say, okay, instead of this, what would you like instead? And you know what? I'll tell you, people are so addicted to negative thinking <laughs> that they will continue to tell Even me what after. they don't want. And we have this back and forth conversation for a little while until the lights turn on and they finally realize, oh, I've been asking for what I don't want, not realizing that I'm asking for what I don't want all along. It's pushing and- it away. It could be a force of pushing what you want away by the way that you phrase it in your mind. It's like your software program. Your thoughts, yeah, right? I mean, you have to actually really upgrade, and upgrade how you're thinking about yourself, and that will help you then manifest better. It's your brain. You get to program it to do whatever you want. Your subconscious mind, the part of you that is the most powerful part of you. And see, and that's why law of attraction doesn't work for most people that try to use it, that explore it, that say, I'm going to dip my toe in and I'm going to see if this works. Well, they haven't had the years and years of mental reprogramming and mental training that it takes to actually start to turn these thoughts around. They're not identifying with the thoughts that are keeping them from having what they want. And they don't know how to, they don't even hear what those limiting beliefs are that are holding them back. And everyone has limiting beliefs. We all do. You have them. I have them. We all have limiting beliefs. You know, I mean, you could be a millionaire and, and sitting in your dream home and you can have limiting beliefs because you're sitting there saying, well, yeah, but I really want to be a billionaire and I'm not Donald Trump or whatever it is, you know? And so, you, you, you know, I mean, I still refer back to him from even way back. No, you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, everyone has limiting beliefs. And if, if there's something out there that you don't have, there's a, there's a reason for that. And it's in the subconscious mind. And so that is one of the biggest missing pieces. That's one of them. That's to me, it's like one of the main, like any, of these manifesting techniques, you see all these manifesting techniques that people do on, you know, YouTube or wherever, or any books that talk about, you know, these are the manifesting techniques, almost every manifesting technique, it's there to cause you to feel a certain way. It's there to cause you to imagine and to get in touch with what, what you really want and to get clear on what you want. But all of those things are really to impress onto the subconscious mind and command it to do what you want it to do. It's your mind and you can make it do whatever you want it to do. So it's basically the way what I'm getting for what you're saying is if you get more in touch with yourself, you can take control of how your thoughts appear in your mind. And what you, it's almost like your own movie. You can it across the screen. You can control that in your head and control what's being shown. Exactly. Exactly. And I like to refer back to thinking grow rich. I mean, if you can get yourself to conceive of it, if you can get yourself to believe 
then you can achieve anything. And it's nothing that's out of reach. If one person can accomplish something, then all of us can accomplish that. I mean, within reason. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're, you know, 60 year old, four foot five handicapped person, you're probably not going to play on the NBA. Okay. You know, that's kind of an obvious, but within reason, you can, you can accomplish anything that you set your mind to do. I believe that I do. And I'll give you one example for myself, just from an anecdote. Uh, when my grandfather passed away in 2004, I, I decided to train to run for a half marathon and I did it. And then I did a marathon three weeks later. And that was because of the training and the regimentation, but the thought process to reprogramming your brain that you can do a 26.2 mile marathon, maybe not the fastest, but you'll finish and you'll get it done. And I got a participant medal. I'm not going to say that I'm some marathoner that I, but I finished. And I think it's because I broke down that 26.2 into little, little chunks. Yeah. Individual yeah. Good mile. for you. And, and for I think you. that taught me some mental exercises. Cause if your brain can do that, your brain can do anything. <laughs> Most within reason, of course. You know, I almost like I would love for everyone to to have the experience of training for and running a marathon. And if you've ever watched, you know, that show, The Biggest Loser, I mean, yeah, yeah. I lost like 25 pounds. I didn't even realize I lost that kind of weight. So like I it was my grandfather guiding me because he had came to me the night he died and or words of light in my hotel room, like unsolved mystery episode. And unconditional love, like washed over me. And from that point on, I decided I want to do something in his honor. So he, he helped me do it. Like I wouldn't have done it on my own. I had his energy, like lead almost like a, a carrot. I followed each mile I trained every night. What so a, it, was, it was something I got to spend with him. It was unique. What a beautiful experience. I have a, a quick story on that myself. So, Oh, I guess it was probably about 2007 ish or so. And I was living in uh, Virginia and I was not a runner at all. Mm -hmm. And my husband had suggested once to even, you know, that I, that I run, cause I'm always, you know, trying to lose 10 or 20 pounds or whatever. And, um, so I was doing this, uh, body for life. And, and part of that, you do this 20 minute, you know, high intensity interval training. And so only on number nines and the number tens, I would say, okay, you know what, just on those, I'm going to run, I'm going to run for a minute. <laughs> and so I decided I'm going to run for a minute. Then I brought it down to the eights and the sevens. And before you know it, I was running 20 minutes. And then I decided I was going to run 30 minutes. And when I could run 30 minutes, I said, I'm going to go ahead and run a 5k. And so I decided to run a 5k. And when I ran that 5k and I actually placed for my age group. I actually, Congratulations. Placed. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I ran, I ran so fast. I, I like that was, I could run an eight minute mile, but like eight, eight to eight and a half minute mile back then I decided Ooh, definitely be proud of, I mean, <laughs> well, then I went from 5k to, you know what? I'm going to run a marathon. And I decided I was going to run a, a marathon. So mm -hmm. I trained and I ran a marathon and I, so I ran my first marathon, which was the uh, marathon of the Palm beaches in like 2008 and, and I finished and it was amazing. But then I, I did, I, I ran a few more marathons, but the cool thing was how you were saying that your grandfather came to you. So I had never, when I ran that marathon, I think. I think I ran that in like just under an 11 minute mile. And then I hadn't run for about eight years. 
And then I decided to run this like series of five races. (laughs) And so this Miami marathon that I ran, I can't remember the year at the moment, but let's call it like 2013. And so when I ran that, that marathon, there was a man and you know how like you're pacing and there's like, you, you end up kind of, cause it's a long race. I mean, oh, you're, yeah. you're running for a long time. And so, you know, forever, you end up, like... <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I think I can get, kind of get past this person. Did you hit the I wall can... at all? I have to ask. I, n- I, hit I the wall. never. I hit it on the, on the full marathon I did because I did two halves of the full on the full marathon. I did, I did here in Tampa and it was a gas distance classic. And I was at mile 21, every part of my leg muscles, they were all tight knotted up. Luckily I had like, a, I call a banana angel. She gave me a woman from the support staff or whatever. They came and gave me a banana and within a few minutes I was better, but I got past it. But that wall was like, it's real. I never hit a wall during marathon, but I did hit one during training where it was just like, oh, like it was just uh, like, it just really felt like there were a couple of those trainings, like the 18. And I love the diet when you run a marathon though, you could eat like any carbs you want. (laughs) I love that part of it, you know? I did the it's Disney, different. the Disney world half marathon and and they have like fireworks Ooh. at 5. AM, 20,000 people. You run through the parks. That was a really positive experience. If anyone ever, yeah, wanted, I would have loved to have done that just to quickly close yeah, up that sorry. story. So, you know, like, so I'm pacing and pace. This person comes along. That's just perfectly paced for me. Like he's going a little faster than I can go. And he's like my goo guy, you know, like all of a sudden he, he gives me some goo. And, and when you say goo and- for the audience to say goo is it's that, that sugary stuff that you like can really enjoy for fuel for the race is how yeah. I do it. It helps you stay and- like hydrated and, and you're nursed. Is that the right way of phrasing it? I would say something like that. Yeah. And he ended up like just being my running partner the whole rest of the way. I ran faster than I've ever run. I ended up finishing that marathon in in an under a 10 minute mile. I started bawling when it was done. I was so like, ah, that was amazing. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. This makes me want to go, go run another marathon now. (laughs) The interesting thing though is, I mean, we really are talking about the law of attraction with our marathon example, because the mind is trained while you do the marathon. It's more, when people train for the marathon, it's more it's more, it's more of the psychological training, I think. And the yes, spiritual training. you're seeing that finish line. You're seeing, it's you're like pulling it. you to the <laughs> end. Yes, you are. And I really do believe, like, I'm glad this, this came up because I absolutely believe marathon running, anybody can do it. And, yes. but it's going to take the law of attraction. You need to visualize yourself finishing that. It's how you talk to yourself. You have to have the belief. You have to have the energy. You have, to, you know, it's a vibration. I, that's it's what all- I had. My grandfather had that. He kept telling me, you can do this, son. You can do it. Keep it up, son. And I got like that the whole time. I felt like I had my personal coach in the form of my grandfather's energy, just right there supporting me the whole time. I know I wouldn't have been able to do that on my own. I wasn't disciplined enough at the time. Now, because I've experienced, I'm like, you, you just, you're probably the same way since you've experienced it and you've learned how to do that and visualize it to make the visualization and make it manifest over time through, through guided measures. Yeah. I feel like you could really, I mean, improve a lot of things in your life. And that's another thing. People always say, well, you can't control X. You can't control Y in your life. I mean, sure you can't. Those are, those are things that are beyond our control. 
What you can control is how you handle it. How do you conceptualize it? How bad does it affect you? How do you rationalize it? Is it something that you can forgive yourself for or let go of or surrender or, or, or grow from and develop further? There's all those aspects. Yeah. And that that is one thing that I want to speak to, because you can only control what you can control and anything else that you're trying to control that's outside of your control. That's where you really have to do the work to let go of the resistance. You have to accept, you have to forgive those situations. I mean, bad things do happen and, and bad things happening are not always things that we created. Sometimes they are but not always. And, and, and really knowing the difference is, is one of the, the biggest keys. I mean, did, did I create COVID? No, but I create how I respond to it. Okay. There's only so much that is within our control. And so, you know, am I going to choose to sit and watch the news all day and get myself in a bad mood? No, I'm going to choose to focus on what I have control over and the things that I want to see in the world, the things that I want to see in, in my life. You know, I'm making a positive difference in other people's lives because I'm helping to train people how to think. I can't solve all the world's problems, but I can solve problems that people have personally and that are going to actually, in my opinion, probably make the biggest impact for those people in their lives because, you know, they're able to achieve their dreams. They're, they're able to get healthy. They're able to find their soulmate. They're able to move into their dream home or their dream career. And, and those are the things that are, to me, going to make the biggest impact for that, for that person. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm thinking about the law of attraction, right? And people's fear of rejection, mm-hmm. fear of failure. How can somebody, if they have those fears in their mind and if it permeates, how can they retrain themselves so that they can get better at recognizing the, the most comfortable approach for themselves for manifesting things? That is a really, really great question. So I think the first thing is to make peace with failure, to make peace with rejection, because if you are honestly, if you're not failing, you're not going for big enough dreams or goals. If you're not getting rejected, you're not asking enough questions to be rejected too. So you have to make peace with failure and, and rejection and know that the more you get to fail and the more you get rejected, the closer you are towards success. So yeah. it's a experience. Failure doesn't mean the end. Mm-hmm. You know, it just means that you tried one thing, one way that didn't work. And now that's one less thing. That yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if it's a relationship or business relationship or some other type of dynamic, you can learn from that and you can improve yourself as Absolutely. a result. Yeah. I mean, when I was a stockbroker, we basically had to make your check from scratch, you know, every, every month. And that meant you had to get clients. You had to get people to buy large quantities of stocks and bonds and ask for humongous orders. So in order to get those clients, we did have to do it 
a, a ton of cold calling, a ton of cold calling. Oh. And I mean, you know, so they just broke it down for us. They said, okay, you're going to make 50 calls a day. And out of those, just based on what we know of being brokerage firm for the last hundred years, we know what the numbers are. You're going to make 50 cold calls a day. You're going to get six new contacts. And out of those six contacts, you're going to make one sale. That is 49 rejections a day. (laughs) (laughs) That's practice (laughs) when you you have to deal with that at work and go through as a capacity. No, 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 no. And people didn't just say no. (laughs) You know what though? After all those no's, it only need, you only need one yes to keep you going, right? I mean, that's one example of it. If you think of it that way, you just have to get one yes a day exactly. <laughs> to, to, to keep it going for yourself. Our time goes fast in these interviews, but I want to ask you, <laughs> how can our audience find you? What would you, where would you direct them to go if they want to find out more about you and about what you offer in terms of your services between meditation and hypnosis and law attraction, coaching and everything else that you do? So the best things that I have to help people with the law of attraction is number one, my HypnoCloud app. So I would highly encourage anybody to download. It's a free app, free download called HypnoCloud. And then of course, my book, Practical Law of Attraction is going to train you on how to really take and go through the eight manifesting conditions to get you into alignment with whatever you desire to create. So those two really, to make it simple, you can just go to my website, which is Victoria M Gallagher.com. And there you just will be introduced to my whole world of all things, <laughs> my podcast, my books, my app, my courses, all of those things. And, uh, and there's even something usually for free that I'm giving away some kind of a hypnosis download for wealth, manifesting self-hypnosis, awesome. something like that is usually. I mean, when you can offer that to the public as a gift, I just think that is such a gift that will be received so well by the right people who can receive it and understand it and appreciate it. Yeah. And what's cool about the app too, is when you download the app, hundreds and hundreds of downloads in there, but 12 of them are absolutely free. They're already unlocked for you. So, so that's a a really, really great gift. I'm going to check that out as well. Definitely. Let me ask you this in reference to what you've gained in terms of your personal experience and knowledge with the law of attraction and manifestation, what would be the one thing you would share with our audience that you've learned personally that you may not have discussed publicly before during any of these interviews or any podcast oh. episode about the law of attraction that you yourself have gained knowledge about and that awareness of in you your know, own. Yeah, I would say one of the things, and I don't know if it's that I haven't discussed it publicly, but you know, you have to you have to really focus on what it is that you want. The the one thing, you know, really, really one thing at a time is the key. But as I say that you also have to be open to just kind of like letting go. Um, For me, almost every single time I have ever manifested something, it came after letting it go and, and not necessarily moving on, like just saying, ah, I I, just letting go of the negativity that hurt you from the past with the situation, for example. Yes. And forgiving yourself and the other person for that situation and just like 
being open to allowing the universe to like take it over and not having it consume your thought processes. So therefore you free yourself up and now you can attract new energy or that similar energy in a healthier way when it comes back around. That's definitely one way to, to put that, but like my relationship, my dream home, um, my, you know, my car, I mean, like all (laughs) kinds of things I have manifested. It almost always happen. And, you know, same things happening with a certain aspect of my business right now is that when you focus too heavily, you've got this heavy energy around it. When you have this heavy energy, it just, it just won't happen. You have to lighten and loosen up your grip and realize this is going to happen in a way that I, I, I don't even know right now. You have to get yourself out of the way and let the universe step in and show you the direction. And, and sometimes the direction just takes all these weird twists and turns and you have to trust. It's like being on one of the rides at Disney, the kitty rides. Yes. (laughs) yes. You're going around and around and around when you're manifesting. When I manifested the engagement for my husband back in 2007, I told everybody that I was going to manifest that in January of that year. And so January of that year, I said that I was going to manifest that happening by May. And so I had this timeline that we were going to get engaged by May come March he broke up with me. I mean, he didn't break up with me. He just told me that he, we were never going to get married. So I kind of broke up with him and I just said, okay. And I said, that's the universe telling me that that's not the way that that's going to happen. I'm going to get engaged, but it's not going to be to him. Or when you expect (laughs) it like that on that timeframe. Yeah. And so we parted ways for, for close to 90 days And by about the third week in May, we miraculously ran into each other. You know what? Sounds like you guys had a soul connection. That's that's like like when synchronicity aligns you and the universe is saying, nah, uh, uh, course correction, you're not supposed to be apart. Synchronicity aligns you where you wind up bumping into each other. Serendipity, synchronicity, but you can't say it's a coincidence. It's something more. And and both did you did you both recognize it? I know you did, but did did he? I didn't recognize, he recognized it. It took me about a week until he put the ring on my finger. (laughs) And what month was that? (laughs) That was May 24th, 2000. Well, you got close to your deadline. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it was crazy. It was crazy, but it was like, I completely let it go. Who knew that it would have, it would take that kind of twist and turn you know, in January, what? there's no way I was thinking we were going to break up for a little while in order to get engaged, you know? So you got to trust. Times, a lot of times when you have a deep soul connection with somebody, you'll have those periods of disruption where there's a separation and there's a, a runner and a chaser. It's not necessarily a twin flame, but there could be a soul connection that's very close to it, or it could be, but whatever it is, it's definitely a strong energy that keeps the two of you in unison and, and growing together. And I think it was probably his fear originally that made him run, but then he came back around. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> Thank you. No yeah. uh, we're running low on time, ironically, but I want to say this. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? Um, I'd have to say a cat. <laughs> I, cause I, 
I just love cats. And so I feel like I just have a very deep connection with cats. I feel like if, if I was going to come back as a spirit animal, I would definitely want to be, I, I would definitely want to be a cat. I could see that. And, and cats I are, just wouldn't yeah. want to be, the, but I guess all animals have to take care of their cleaning in that particular way. That's the only thing I wouldn't like about being a cat, but <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to clean myself. <laughs> of I have props. I just say that I, I just say owl because I always say owl every episode. <laughs> I should probably oh. be original, but owl for me is just because I like to see above things, being psychic. I see beyond things. Like I look at wisdom as very important in, in my desire to, you know, not only do my show, but just everything in my life is, is, a, is a desire to attain wisdom and, and enlightenment where I can, you know, not perfectly, but. How, how long have you been a psychic? Since my grandfather passed, probably my whole life, but I, it was, I was alerted to it. My grandfather passed away in 2004. And it just okay. grew from that point on. I learned my mediumship abilities first. And then I was reluctant about it because I was a lawyer in like Mississippi, Texas, Alabama, New Jersey, and Florida. And I didn't want the public to find out that I was doing this because I was worried. It was like my fear of something. And then it took me meeting a best friend, Megan, who persuaded me to take a plunge. And I did. And then I realized over time that I made the right decision. The universe supported me for that. And things have flourished. And then I started the podcast. And so it's like, you know, I learned I was very creative. I didn't realize I was a creative person on a scale that I know now that creativity is something I can channel like negativity of your anxiety, depression. If I do a podcast episode, it's almost like an elixir for the day. It gives me a lot of high positive energy. And so it's, it's great. And that's and awesome. I, having you come on and talk today about this stuff has, has been a treat for us. I really find what you have to say refreshing. It resonates and as I was listening to you talk to me, I could see you on like your own TV program or something in the future, a video program. I don't see it as YouTube. I see it as a professional production and I see you, it might be Gaia. It might be one of those kind of platforms, but just something to keep in mind because I could see you doing that Ooh, very easily. Yeah. You, you, you are very, these concepts, I love these concepts anyway. So of course I'm paying attention to everything you're saying in a way, because I love what we're talking about. Yeah, but you just have a knack for delivering and communicating. So that's why I see your strength. So when you have opportunities in the future to look into those areas, I would consider them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. A long, long time ago, I had somebody tell me that they saw me on TV. And it, I you see know, it. and I can see that too. I definitely can. So anybody out I, there who's watching this, well, that's <laughs> what I think I know someone who could try to manifest it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Get that board out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need dry to put that markers. one. <laughs> Do your dry erase markers. <laughs> Create an intention around being on television. I like that. Yeah. I really think you're going to go there. And when you find out, let me know. I'll have you back. On I will. <laughs> I will. I just want to thank Victoria for coming on the show today and sharing her amazing ability to understand concepts like the law of attraction. Words have meaning. And when you think of the power of your mind, that's such an amazing way to convey what she does. Keep that in mind. Because I think, you know, law of attraction is words people mostly skate by. They don't really understand it or they don't really pay attention to it. This is something I hope this episode made you think about things. Think about how you can hone in on your own abilities to cancel out negative thoughts. Think about how you could maybe develop positive habits in your life. Maybe there's some purging you need to do in your emotional background that you might have something you're attached to that's negative. Forgive, let go, surrender. You heard us talk about those concepts. I've learned those concepts personally during the pandemic when I forgave my dad, who I hadn't had a relationship for eight years after he passed away, but 
I decided to forgive him, let go. And, it, and we're closer now than ever before on the other side. And I believe that the power of forgiveness is like a secret power that we can use and, and really grow from. So keep in mind, everything we talk about is about healing. It's about healing modalities in different ways. And I believe paradigms are ways that we conceptualize things. So if you can look at things from a positive point of view, you will experience positive things in greater quantities in your life over time. It's about training your thoughts. Thoughts are things. They magnetize us. They attract things to us. That's the basis of what the law of attraction is about. It's a lot more information than that, but you get the benefit of learning about it. And that's why Victoria came on the show to introduce you to these concepts and did so in such a way that resonates well with our audience. And I know that. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. The information for Victoria's contact information will be in the show notes and stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.